This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. AMI-audio, Catch the Pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. This week on the program, Joita speaks to Andrew Leland about his book, The Country of the Blind, a memoir at the end of sight. I mean, this is getting a lot of buzz out there, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of great conversations that uh, are available. Joita has, of course, another great one. That's The Pulse this Saturday and Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, over on AMI-audio, available on your favorite podcast platform, and catch it on YouTube. Kelly McDonald with you. Thank you. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. And joining me from his home studio in Kitchener, Ontario, Brock Richardson. You know, Kelly, what I always find fascinating is our first contributor on a Friday can still talk to us about gardening even in the wintertime. So we're going to do that today. Let's bring on Susan Kearney. Hello, I'm Susan Kearney. Join me on Kelly and Ramya for the joy of gardening by using touch, taste, scent, and sound. Susan, always a pleasure to have you on the program. And today you're going to touch on your first crop of pink oyster mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yes, this, this was a gift um, to, um, for me. And um, I, I started growing them about oh, five or six weeks ago. And um, they, they they turned out um, much better than I thought. So I'm probably going to try this again. Uh, they were they were it was fun to grow them and, and actually touch them every day because I had to mm. spray them with water. You don't water them, but you spray them um, with water so that they that's how they get their moisture. And uh, yeah, when they when when they finally matured, and I took them all apart and. Uh, serve them up for dinner and they don't feel like you know mushrooms they don't have caps on them uh with stems in the center so when you pull them apart they actually they're called petals but they do feel like shells even on the very on the on the bottom of them um there there are ridges like in a seashell they're very cool and really delicious oh oh um (laughs) When we talk about the family, the history of these, the, the naming, um, tell us, walk us through what, what you do know and then how the planting, everything that you had to do to set these up. How, does, how do they work? How do they flourish? Well, I, I, I don't know how they grow in, in, in the wild. I would um, with the kit, it came with, um, I gather it was uh, like a form of, of growth um, uh, material. Um, soils, mm. I, I gather, or something like that. Uh, it came in a box, and the the mushrooms, um, the, the the little starters were in there, right inside. And um, you had to cut the the, uh, the the box and the the heavy plastic which held the um, which ha- held this mixture. Um, it, it actually turned out to be a big block of. So I just put it into the compost, and mm-hmm. and then the mushrooms take 
um, their nourishment from that um, and, and as they grow. So it, it's it's a very interesting. Um, it, it is a kit. Uh, that, but so do you leave it, it, it in its fine. box, Suze? Like in that kit, yes. do you basically all you're doing, opening it, putting it the place you want it, whatever directions in the way of light and, and so on, and st yes. starting from there because you have its nourishment and everything in there? Yes. It's it, it's wow. a kit, and it's it's it, yeah. it was just a very it was a very fun and and cool project to do. So uh, yeah, I very nice and and then uh, you know we served it with uh, we cooked it up with a lot of butter and garlic. I was just gonna and say a splash of white wine and a twist of. Uh, of pepper, and then um, you know, put it over top of wilted greens. It was they were absolutely delicious. I've actually never eaten oyster mushrooms before. I've I've actually seen them in the grocery store, but never, um, and never picked them up uh, to to cook them. So now I've grown them, and now I've cooked them. And I will probably do it again. So how much, Susan? Is the Sorry, Brock. I was just curious how many were available. Like with, with this kit and what you did, I'm really curious of how this turns out to, to when the way of harvesting and feeding. Well, uh, I, I actually um, we served um, we served it and and it it was a full meal for us uh, for the two of us, my husband and I. Nice. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it it actually was a lot. I would suspect that. I guess so. We know how much Peter can eat. Yeah, yeah. And, so there was, and and they're 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 sick. They're they're um, the the petals on on this. They're very very thick. Um, and 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 large, very large. So oh, um, it, it was a really really delicious dinner. And uh, as I said, oh. fun. It was fun. I would do it again, and I would try other mushrooms too. I I know that there's all sorts of different kinds and different ways of growing them. I've actually become very interested in it. So uh, that's. It's it's nice. They're love. I I love eating them too. So there you go. <laughs> I have to imagine, Susan, that one of the most gratifying, satisfying things is that you grow something in your own garden and then you serve it to yourself for dinner. Is that? Yes. Would I be right in saying that? Oh, absolutely. And anyone who has grown anything, you know, even if it's just one tomato, like one small tomato plant in a pot or some chives, there's nothing better than going and getting those and adding them um, to, to your dinner uh, or, you know, to a snack or, what, you know, what you, whatever you want to use them for. Um, it's, it's, really, it's a really nice thing. And I, I think that's... Um, you know, if you can do that, uh, even, you know, a little pot of parsley to, uh, you know, to add to your meals or sprinkle on something or, as I say, chives, anything like that. A little tomato plant, tomatoes, the small tomato plants grow very nicely indoors. Uh, so it's, it's, it is nice. It's a, it's a nice feeling. You know, you, you grew this and, uh, yeah, and now you can enjoy it. And, and can you grow these year-round? Like, when I say that, you've got this batch, you've eaten them, could you have had started another one, another kit, a month later, a month later? Is there a period of time that these guys kind of don't do as well through the year, or because it's indoors, it doesn't matter? I think because it's indoors, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I will try it again. I, I will start another one in the next couple of weeks and uh, see how see how we do. Um, and uh, of course, the light will be different. Uh, mm -hmm. It does tell you what type of light to put them in. And I would think that all mushrooms are different. So um, some mushrooms will need light. Some won't need light. This one needed no. Um, it it just needed a 
a bright area, no, no actual real light. So I put it on a shelf in my kitchen. I just put it up on the shelf in my kitchen. I put it on a cookie tray with foil so that when I sprayed it, I wouldn't be um, ruining the shelf um, because you do have to spray them quite a bit to keep them wet as they start growing. Uh, you, you start with the, uh, the actual material that it's growing in, and you just spray that, and then all of a sudden the, the mushrooms start growing, and they get larger and larger and larger until finally you can harvest them. So it was, um, it was, it was a good project, fun and delicious and the next thing you're going to tell us about is something that bloomed in your garden for the first time ever yes it, this is a succulent and i have several of these um and, and it's actually called the mexican stone crop um succulent and they they don't need a tremendous amount of care. I think probably because I ignore them most of the time. I, I do take care of them, but I don't do a lot for them. <laughs> this, this bloomed, and I, I was actually in looking at them the one day, and there was all these flowers. I was very excited. So it's, it, it is the first time that actually one of these has bloomed. I don't know whether it's because of the plant. Um, the age of the plant, I think it's about three years old, or whether it's because we've had a lot of warm weather, not so much sunshine, but uh, a lot of warm weather, and it is in a south window, and it it doesn't need a lot of moisture, so um, the conditions were absolutely perfect for it. It is also a good plant to put out into your garden if you have an, an area where it's very sunny, uh, you really need something that is drought-proof because this is, that's why it's called stone crop. It could probably grow amongst a lot of stones and, um, and very dry soil. So if you have an area like that um, and, and you just want to put something in there that is going to be green um, all, all summer and uh, a little bit showy, then, uh, yeah, it, it's a good plant to put out, outdoors. It cannot take cold. So the temperatures at night ha- cannot go below seventy. It is um, it, it is from uh, the, you know, from Mexico, so it, it takes a lot of dry, a lot of heat. But uh, if you can get that out into the garden, I've put some of mine out um, just just to fill in spots where there was you know no greens or, or something would not grow um, because of the. You know, the, the dry conditions, windy conditions, very, very hot conditions uh, near a wall. Uh, so, it, 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 and it does very well there. But this is the first time I've ever had one bloom. So, yeah, nice. That's awesome. I'm, it must be. Yeah, so- like, I mean, like, well, especially you're making attempts to get it and nothing happens. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work out. And then all of a sudden, and Sue, we can sit here and say, oh, it's the crazy environment, the weather, the way the world's going to, and all of a sudden, voila, there it is. Yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's a nice surprise. It's it's lovely mm-hmm. when something blooms in February um, on, on your windowsill. It's very nice. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny, Sue, because, as you said, the first time, the rugged ruggedness of it that you can like literally like just ignore it. You have done that with it, and and it just and it, you listen to the description you gave of it. You think, well, how hard is it to make this stuff kind of 
bloom or come out, but yet it has its stubbornness. And I think the one qualification, of course, is that temperature. Um, but when you're dealing with inside, it's a, it's a whole different story because you shouldn't have that to worry about. But it's very interesting on the fussiness of whatever made this work, whatever little magic touch. Yeah, yes, absolutely. The plant was ready to bloom, and there we are. It's it's there. It's yeah. gorgeous. So it'll go outside now, right? You, you will put some more outside? Um, yes, in, um, but not until June. This, this, right. is, this is a very heat-loving plant, so, you know, I, I would be very careful, even towards the end of June. But it does like... It does like July weather. It wouldn't have liked last year's July weather because it wasn't so mm. warm last July. But, um, it, you know, we had a cooler July than usual. So, it, yeah, you, you do have, have to listen to the weather. And, uh, and you know, it, it, uh, it will do well out in the garden if we have um, hot and dry weather. It, it does very do plan- well in that condition. Do you put, like, now that you've got this success with it, if you get more, will you plant in the same place next year because this won't come up on its own over the winter it, it it'll die right off yes it's it's an it, yes if you can't leave it out i usually mm-hmm. put them in large pots or in okay. window boxes and uh and then i can um easily trans uh transplant it back and bring them back indoors yeah mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. so very interesting that and i think <clears throat> plants overall have have a, a moment where they're just like what kind of weather are we in right now? And I think that just goes along with the weather we're having, as we talked about. So very, very yes, cool. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. it gives you that moment of spring for sure. Susan, thank you so much. As always, you always bring great stuff to us, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. Susan joins us every Friday at this time for gardening discussions. You see how excited she was over those oysters, the uh Mushrooms, excuse me. Uh, I, I just, it, like your question is just so spot on, Brock, about how that must feel. You know, you, you're able to, I remember my family would be like that with rhubarb. If we'd go get people's rhubarb because my mom would give tomatoes to people, we'd get rhubarb from people. Like it was that real exchange and boy, how powerful. We're going to take a break and switch gears. And when we return on the other side of the break, Apple has made an AI tool that lets you make edits by describing them. How, what, what? John Dealer, he'll be here in a few moments to tell us all about it on our app update. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. The Walrus is Canada's conversation and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 